Welcome back to another episode of Soma Soulworks. Where do faith and art meet? What does it mean to be made in God's image, knowing his nature as a creator? This podcast is an open-ended wrestling with God at the seam of Christianity and creativity as artisans working in the world of arts and entertainment. And we're off to another Soma Soulworks podcast in the office, the studio. Yeah, this is a studio. In the studio today, we have Chris, Aaron, Sammy, Neil, and Seth, along with Hunter on the mics. Thank you, Hunter. Always appreciated. Today, we're talking about the sphere of uh, the spheres of influence um, and what the native currency is uh, for the sphere of entertainment or celebration, as some people call it. Arts entertainment has its uh, has a currency to it. That what is that? Is the discussion uh, similar to like? The uh, the business sphere has, and the finances sphere, has, its native currency would be would be money. But what would be the native currency for arts entertainment? That is the question. Any thoughts? That is the question. Mm-hmm. Gavin, uh, as we were in the office, he was talking about like for, to get some clarity on this question. He was saying, "Well, give me another example." So, like, mm-hmm. what would be the currency of government? What would be the currency of family? Um, he's just trying to get his head around wrapped around it. And I thought that was actually a really good question. And the best I had was in government, it made me think that it's probably not all or nothing, one thing, and that, that different spheres could, for example, adopt different currencies. So mm-hmm. government could be, say, on the exploitative side, it could be power, right? Like our currency is power. Are we in charge? Uh, on the other hand, it could be thriving, right? Are our citizens thriving? And those are both, I think, legit currencies for the sphere of government. Mm. Um and maybe there's oh maybe there's a balance and there's probably others, but it it's an interesting thought that I don't it may not be one answer is what I'm saying. Mm. So that single currency could be multiple things. What kind of is the driving force that is exchanged amongst that industry? I guess so. It's kind of a, a I, way. Kind of tying back to our um, the podcast we just finished recording. I'm not sure if they'll come in this order, so sorry guys, but uh, we just finished one where we were talking about the. Um, what the idols of the industry were kind of like what is what in the um, entertainment industry what is worshipped um, mm-hmm. as being high value I think that's a great place to start for finding what people what people in general find valuable about the entertainment industry because I think that's one of the places then we have our currency um, and I think part of that is going to be um, at least in the games side of it where you don't have people having individual fame or at least not you have like maybe on five you can maybe name five people like all on one hand kind of thing um, you would end up getting uh, probably more like into um, interaction. How hmm. how how much of your game has sold? Um, how many people are still like interacting with the game on a on a um, long term basis? For film, how many views has it had? In YouTube, how many views? Hmm. How many likes? Um, that's I think that is something that is a currency in our uh, given the current structure of um, entertainment. I'm going to split a hair, and it's splitting a hair. Go ahead. It's like, I wonder if those things are, in financial terms, are derivatives as opposed to actual currency, which is to say my likes, my views, they're not the actual thing I want to measure. They become a proxy for the thing I want to measure. Uh-huh. Um, because I wonder if what we want in arts is something like engagement. joy, engagement, something like that. Mm-hmm. that Fun I, factor. That, like what is the heart of a game? Yeah. And then is it... And then to use another thing is like, so there, if you use a Seven Mountains thing, it's arts entertainment. That's the term they use. But then YWAM calls it the sphere of celebration, mm. which has a very different connotation. Mm. Um, and there's this question like, 
could arts and entertainment be doing well if there was no audience? I don't know. <laughs> like, would this exist in heaven? I think so. I think that there's still celebration in heaven. And I think that we could still worship alone, just us and God. So I wonder if I, like, I'm, I'm chewing through this. Like, I have no answer to this. I've been thinking about it for months. Hmm. And everything I try doesn't quite work out. <laughs> I like the answer of joy being being the the key, like break, be, uh, break it down piece, as that's joy is what's being exchanged. Sometimes it's this exchange of joy for money um, and sometimes um, experience kind of is also what you're um, essentially selling with celebra- fierce cel- celebration um, of entertainment. Um, I don't, I, I do, I can't remember. Well, I do remember um, trying to figure out how to say it. Um, earlier today and outside of this podcast, you um, had described that there's some companies out there that don't actually um, sell their games for fun. They aren't trying oh, to make right. things fun. Um, and we're specifically thinking about Zynga as a company. They have yeah. sa- stated outright to um, that they are, they have um, AI that are reading what it are, who are taking um, data points of what make people engage with their games mm. more. And they're just trying to make games that do more of that. And that brings them, pro- uh, uh, that, that's what gets them money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, th- th- what they're trying to do for the players then is just get them more engagement, something that they are going to feel inter- um, like they're interacting with a lot. And that's what, that's what, I think it's kind of like it's kind of necessary for any game, even if it's even if it's driven by I want to create something that's super fun for people. Right. It's like you still need to have people actually engage if they're going to have fun. Yeah. Is that the dark side of the coin then? If it's if it's fun or joy, that is the good thing that comes out of uh, at least specifically game making, not necessarily art, it's entertainment. But then the the dark side of that would be like addiction, like mm-hmm. you're extracting or getting to this place where not quite fun. I have to do it because of compulsion of whatever's put in. I need to push these buttons so I can get that hit of dopamine. And like, that's a little different than fun. Yeah. That leads you back joy. to like gambling and porn and these other things that are just hitting that chemical piece of you. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of a false joy, you mm-hmm. know, for a moment. That sucks. Thanks for bringing that up. Well, it <laughs> also leads to the, the other point that you brought up, which is if this is uh, an area of society that is in heaven, huh? That's interesting. We're yeah. not going to have the negative side. We're just going to have the joy, wonder, fun part of this. Like, oh, that's cool. I want to go have adventures with God and enjoy that that journey of interactive exploration with him in the universe. Of course, that'll be the craziest game system ever built. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Super sandbox. <laughs> I, one of the things that's on my mind is uh, there's this – a Facebook group called Artist Quote of the Day, right? So I like to just see what they pop up. And I can't remember the, the phrasing, but it was along this notion is they either said all people or most people, but let's call it most, given if money was no object, they would create something. Like they, like if I if money was no right. I would do something. I'd write a book. I'd make a painting, something like that. And so the notion was if that's true, and I believe that it is, then – how is it that we have come to measure entertainment through money? Like that's how we say like that movie was successful because mm-hmm. of X dollars. That game was successful. And so what I'm trying to get at in this question is money has become a proxy for probably almost every sphere. But I think it really shouldn't be. And we won't understand our own sphere so long as we're measuring it by someone else's metric. Mm. And that goes to – 
the part of the industry that's necessary, but it is, it gets in the way of art, which is business. Like yeah. in order to keep doing this, it has to be successful. Therefore, that has to have some sort of money-making part of it in in many different ways now, which is nice because we have other ways to do it. Or you have full patronage, which is like, I will support you. You make whatever you want. Right. And that's pretty rare. More, more so than past times, but yeah. it's getting to a point where we're, we're having a little bit more patronage than we've ever had in the last 20 years. But... Yeah, but back in the day in the 1600s and stuff, like, I'm just going to, you're going to make this art stuff for me. Okay. And yeah. you will be supported permanently for your whole life. What? Go ahead, Leonardo. Knock yourself out. <laughs> a little different. I don't know. I, I've racked my brain and I cannot think of a word that encapsulates what I'm feeling here. But the idea that a lot, there is plenty of art out there where it's to make you feel it's to share mm. a thought or an emotion to to build understanding that isn't it's like a human connection that isn't necessarily net positive you know it's not it's not negative in mi- the mindless sort of like i'm exploiting you sort of way but it's like you i want you to look at my canvas and feel my sorrow or i want to play this music that conveys to you these complex human emotions that I just can't any other way. Um, being a human is complex, and we naturally crave that that connection and that understanding with other humans. And art is one of the primary ways to do that because, like, you know, art can be the art of, you know, actual storytelling, the, the, the audio, the visual. Um, business doesn't doesn't build that connection. That's not... You know, and government doesn't do that. And I feel like that does fall into this other title of celebration, the celebration of like we're all human and we're all sharing this existence and we can relate to each other. So maybe mm. it's like this relationary thing. Mm. And I think that's also where you get like the YouTube and the TikTok and the people chasing clout is because they want to feel heard. They want to be acknowledged and seen and be like 18,000 people relate to this therefore i that that's a measurement of like i'm eighteen thousand views worth of relatable which is a toxic way to look at it it's twisted but it's driven by something very very real very human and normal Mm. um yeah i'm really glad you like you brought up social media just because it's all the the studies now talking about the unintended side side effects of this stuff like no one intended the like button to become a proxy for my human value. Like that was not the goal. Yeah. And yet it's become this weird thing. And it speaks to me to our last episode talking about the idols, this notion of like recognition, um, being seen. Um, I feel like this tends towards the idol, the idolatry side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it. And I realize we're way out here in philosophy world. I get, I get that. But the notion I start asking like, will an artist be satisfied if the art was only just created, they got it out of themselves, it was expressed. Mm. And I think there's a second level of like, and I did it well. Like craftsmanship, I think, is a real thing. Um, the joy of doing a thing, a good job. But would most artists be be satisfied if no one saw it? Well, I want to say that from a Christian standpoint, that I think we all kind of assume that there's at least one person seeing it. 
Mm, and that's, that's, point. that's God. And that the idea that I could fill a canvas and then light it on fire <laughs> and the only person who know about the art I created are me and God. But using that human desire for connection and recognition and it strikes me as maybe the optimal way is to like the secular way to, would be to just be like, oh, I'm happy I made this for me. But a more redemptive arc would be like, I made this for God and now only me and God know about this and it's gone forever. And that builds something kind of special. Mm. That's cool. The, the Yeah. Especially <laughs> when it's that personal relationship. Hey, Papa, I just want to make this for you. Yeah. That's like, would you cool. Would you put this on your fridge in heaven? Thanks. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Gosh, if there's fridge raiders, okay, never mind. That's way sidetracked. It's <laughs> <laughs> totally not important. <laughs> Can I ask? I'm curious. I, I have an answer to this, so this is a little bit leading. Why is this question important or meaningful at all? Like maybe this is like total philosophy, stupid. Maybe it doesn't matter, or does it? No, it's you implying philosophy doesn't matter, Chris. I'm just saying. I'm throwing up the <laughs> throwing up the canard here. Philosophy is by the compass by which we navigate our existence. <laughs> No, definitely important because it's it's helping us wrestle with those questions, just like you were saying earlier, Sammy. Yeah, so we're doing this art in order to share emotional experience to understand the journey of humans. And I think that's a huge part of whatever this currency kind of is. It's because we want to be relatable and like it's a huge part of understanding how to share that experience with others and also who understanding who we are in the creative image of God. And it helps us wrestle with that yeah that's why it's a good question yeah important question you know and if we're if we're if, if a whole part of why we even do this podcast is this begging this question of like if we could create just for the sake of argument if we could create a game industry on brand new thinking like if we were starting from zero and we wanted to lay foundation stones of value of purpose of philosophy of currencies like these feel actually like they could be really important so long as we get in front of them because hmm. at some point that die is cast, and we start measuring a game's success in noodles. I mean, whatever it is, like it's really hard to undo that. But thinking ahead of it is could be really intriguing. Mm. I keep thinking of this time where I—it's one of the few times. I keep thinking of this time where I had a commission where I didn't actually get paid for it in money. Um, and what happened is, is this was for uh, my brother's best friend. He wanted a portrait of himself in a kind of ridiculous, um, as a ridiculous, like he wanted people to be able to look at it and be like, that is so awesome, It's but so ridiculous, it's awesome kind of thing. That was kind of the the goal of the piece. And uh, and what, what his profession is, is he's a chiropractor. <laughs> and so what I ended up getting out of the, the transaction we had was that he gave me free chiropractic work. Mm, Griffy. And so just we just took money out of the equation. And one of the things I think that that particular uh, – there's something there that I'm trying to figure out, like, but it, it's like wh- what does he get out of having this, even though he never – he didn't have to pay, like, with actual money. This, this never went on any, like, tax thing because we didn't use the government system mm. to have this transaction happen. They know now. They know now. <laughs> um but, and, but there's a question. If we never use money, does it, can the government tax us for it? Ooh. I actually have an answer for that. Oh, no. <laughs> Barter is still taxable. Okay. But please continue. Okay. <laughs> I might be in trouble. <laughs> um, 
And so we have this, there's this thing though that was like just watching him be so happy with it afterwards. Yeah. It's just like that joy of like, oh, this thing that was like admittedly a little ridiculous, like a little silly, um, over the top and just kind of, but just fun. And that he has now in in his chiropractor's office because he can. (laughs) It's it's one of those things that's like there was like I think when it's one of those things I think I will keep remember for most of my life, mm. um, having that that memory kind of saved in the back of my head of like he like that that process making it working with him on it was really fun, and uh, that's something that's just like I feel like there's something there to kind of take out of it uh, in regards to what was our, what was the currency being bought yeah. out of that interaction, especially because we didn't use the typical financial system. And really, like, you got paid in joy, like, in a pretty real way. And so did he. Like, joy was this thing that that fulfilled it. Yeah. Is that fair? I got paid in joy and in having my back fixed. Mm. Right? I mean, that's a type of joy to not be in chronic be pain, pain, I'm just saying. That, that moment where they snap your neck is so satisfying. <laughs> yeah. It's really weird. <laughs> it's like, you're about to break my neck. No, you're not. Mm. This uh, it reminds me. There was a, a moment when uh, when so when I was making spaghetti. So I love to cook. So in some ways, like cooking is a little bit of an art form for me. And uh, and I remember this time a friend comes over and she rolls the eyes in the back of her head. She's like, "That's the best meatball I've ever had." And in that moment, I suddenly mm-hmm. got it. Like because this is when we were making the cooking game. I'm like, "What? What's the fun of cooking? Like, yeah. how do you gamify that?" And it was it was that moment of of. Of joy, right? It was just the joy in the taste in that case. Like I had made a thing that gave her joy, and I was rewarded. Like that was the that was the trade off, um, and that felt so pure, you know, in in a sense. Like certainly didn't need anything more than that. I didn't need her to repay me in any way, right? And so I found that really intriguing. And yeah. then, so if like I think about it, if we're if we can, uh, okay, in other currencies like dollars to rubles to yen and all that. There's always an exchange rate that says, like, I will give you whatever. I'll give you $5 right. for 100 rubles or whatever the thing is. And those exchange rates shift, right? And so there is actually a cost of move of denominating your work in someone else's currency. So this becomes important to me because I'm like, if we keep measuring all of our stuff in money, which I think is actually one of our fundamental problems as the arts entertainment sphere, like, We'll never own our own work if we keep doing this. But then what's the alternative? And frankly, you can't eat joy. <laughs> um, and so the, like, we have to, I feel like this is a really weird problem that I just want to get myself ahead of. Hmm. Good question to continue to wrestle on. One of the last thoughts, though, that brought, that brought up specifically is if it's an exchange of value, and again, if this is brought up as part of normal life in heaven, then is your exchange with that currency then with other people and then also now more directly God's response? Can you yeah. imagine that? It's yeah. like, oh, wow, that's so cool. <gasps> King, of Thanks, yeah, right? King of the Universe just actually gave me, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, can you imagine the joy from that? that that's it's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that feels so, in, in the best way, like, childish in the sense mm-hmm. like when your daughter brings you the five-legged horse drawing <laughs> you're like all she wants is that like do you see me right like do you see me daddy and uh and that feels again that feels really pure i really like that so i gotta admit i i feel like when we get to heaven there it's not going to be about trades or exchanges 
it, like something you've said before, Chris, that in heaven, currency is nothing but pavement. Like we will be hopefully <laughs> just doing things for the sake of making mm. other people happy. Like it's just I'm doing this for you because I delight in your delight. Yeah. And mm. that they're really in an ideal world, there isn't a payback. It's I'm feeding you because now you're fed and happy and I'm fed and happy or I'm, I, I don't know, just it, it can't exist on this plane of existence because things are messy and weird and broken here, but yeah. Yeah. Mm. The, uh, a couple of things come to mind is like, one, I don't want to suggest that we, that we're trying to ignore the fact that artists need to get paid money. Like they need money mm-hmm. to buy groceries. Like that's a real thing. So I'm not ignoring that. Um, but I, I am trying to make sure that we're seeing through what that exchange actually is. And uh, utterly on the other side of the thing is this whole question about joy reminds me, and I can't remember this gal's name, but she's, she's the decluttering gal, right? And pick up oh, a thing yeah. and yeah. does this give you joy? And when I, the first time I heard that, I was like, that's kind of a weird way to look at things, but I, like, I'm kind of more into it the more I think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Marie I, Kondo, I, that's her name. What's her name? Marie Kondo, I think. Maybe. Yeah. Does this spark joy? <laughs> <laughs> Which is, it's just a really like, huh. Like, and so I think about this painting that Aaron's talking about, that person probably walks in their office and was like, huh. <laughs> like they just over and over <laughs> and over again. Um, certainly like my favorite pieces of art on my wall, that's the thing. Like they're not worth anything except yeah. that I love them. Mm. Um, my whole stuffed animal collection. I'm like, this <laughs> yeah. one sparks joy. Like I mm-hmm. just love, that's an octopus. <laughs> I think that's really cool. Well, again, we're we're kind of wrapping up on on time here. Um, so yeah, I think this is a conversation we can continue probably at, 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 at in the future. And uh, Neil, do you want to wrap it up? Yeah, we are good for today. Thank you everyone for joining us, and we'll catch you on the next Soma Soulworks podcast. Thank you for joining us. This is just one offering from Soma Soulworks, a production of Soma Games. To learn more, check out somasoulworks.com. And we'd appreciate your support through patreon.com slash soma soul works.